Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report, bringing you all of the latest in AEW, WWE, and all things professional wrestling. The people's host with you today, Leland. Also, joining me all the way in Wisconsin, not too cold anymore, the guy, Chad. How are you? Hey, man. I'm down like a clown. It's so warm out here. In fact, it got so damn hot. I had to turn on the air conditioning, which is really, really unusual for Wisconsin this time of year. Do you uh, do you do the swamp cooler thing out there? Or are you are you oh, doing no, no, the, no, no. the uh, It's so humid air. out here. We couldn't do a swamp cooler. Swamp coolers provide the no humidity. Swampies. We have plenty of that. We need dry air conditioning. Pump through the house. Well, for all of our fans on the western uh, side of America, they know what the swamp cooler is all about. And uh, I I have upgraded. I don't have the swamp cooler anymore. My doors do not swell shut anymore. I got that central air, but uh, I do miss the swamper every now and then. I became quite the swamp cooler mechanic. Oh yeah, when I lived in Pueblo, Colorado, because it was so freaking hot down there. But all you had to do is just turn on the swamp cooler, and like five minutes later, your doors were, were your wooden doors would be swelled shut. You couldn't shut them, and uh, but you'd be nice and cool, nice and cool. You had to be out in Colorado. I mean, these things were busting, breaking down every five minutes. But man, when they were working and functional, they were probably the they were a godsend. Like, I remember the one time... I was almost uh, excited when the swamp cooler would break down. I remember the one time it broke down when I was living out in Pueblo. Uh, I think it was your old place, actually, and it, it broke down on the roof there. And I climbed oh, up I there, man. I was okay. so pissed because it was so hot. And we were just dying inside, man. It was just blistering warm. And uh, I went up there. I got it fixed and got it all running. And then the next thing I know, man, it's leaking through the ceiling. I just got drip, drip, drip yep. water right on the brand new carpet we just put in. Oh, man, <laughs> they get very frustrating, place. but when they work, it feels amazing in the house. Swamp coolers. Never on the roof. Don't put them on the no, roof. No, don't put them on the roof because they got a leak. But they, they seem to, they, I don't know what it is about a swamp cooler. All you need is one. You don't have to put like window units in or a bunch of them. You just no. need one. It cools no. down the entire house. Easy. Easy yes. peasy. And see, that would be the perfect uh, segue for us if we were sponsored by Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that. Uh, because we could uh, we could send them to aisle fifty seven where all the swamper parts are, and uh, you know we'd be good. But we don't, and that's fine. You know nobody's telling us what to do on this channel. That's right. Oh. We are talking a little bit of AEW. It's the go home show, if you will. The go home show for AEW uh, Double or Nothing is actually coming up this Wednesday, as you're hearing it tonight. Uh, but what we have. In front of us so far is we have the last AEW Dynamite from uh, May 19th, and we have the card already for Double or Nothing. That's right. That's what we're going to go over tonight, Chadwick. We're going to talk a little bit. We're just going to kind of spit it out there. No WWE talk tonight. No matter how much you tantalize me with Roman Reigns talk, no matter how much you tantalize me with the Intercontinental Championship and being defended four different ways, no matter how much you tantalize me with Charlotte Flair getting screwed every Monday night in not a good way, no matter how much you do that, not doing it. I'm talking all. There's AEW. a lot of content there, my friend. There is. There is a ton. 
I can't. I cannot deny the fact that no matter how much out a ton of shit about things that are going on in WWE, that four that four way was actually that was a damn good match. And the fact that no, Roman Reigns no, no, is one see of what the I top said. heels it's, in the business, no matter how much you taunt me, I can't do it. I, we do it. we no matter how much you tell me Roman Reigns is the greatest heel, <laughs> and no matter how much you tell me the Intercontinental Championship being defended was arguably the match of the year for me. No matter how much you do that, I'm not talking any WWE. Well, before we, you know, before we jump in, I will say that we did give a lot of love to Roman Reigns and on a show that normally does not last week. So if 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 you're just listening to this show this week, just go back to that last week. We give all the love to Roman. Roman, the people's host, flat out said it. He is one of the best heels in the business right now. He's get what well, you're giving it more so to to Roman than MJF, right? You, you for a while there, you said MJF was the best heel in the business. Yeah and, I, yeah, and I will say that no matter how much you want to talk to me about Roman Reigns being the best heel in the business over MJF at this point, I'm not going to do it because it wouldn't be fair, <laughs> wouldn't be fair to, to AEW. AEW fans that are joining in tonight to simply hear the go home. They don't want to sit back and hear me say stuff like, oh, I don't know, uh, AEW wishes they have a Roman Reigns character that was as over a heel as he is. Um, I don't know. They, 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 would, they wouldn't want me to they say things like that. They wouldn't want me to say things like the Blue Ranger belt could honestly be the most valuable belt in all of wrestling like that right now. They don't want to hear me say that. Uh, they have one on AEW. It is MJF. And we've said this time and time again. You give MJF a title shot at the AEW title with his heel run, you're going to build some prestigiousness to that belt. You're going to make it's going to make you hate MJF so much that the guy that comes in and wins that fucking belt off MJF's hands is going to be the most over wrestler, and it doesn't matter who it could be. It could be fucking Colt Cabana from the Dark Order. It doesn't Col- matter. Col- Colt Cabana. It could be him. It could be anybody. It could be Evil Uno. It could be <laughs> zero. How about zero? Give it to zero. Negative zero. It could be Brian Danielson, aka Daniel Bryan. Coming in after that AEW title. Because for whatever fucking reason, his name's on the card, folks. Why is Daniel Bryan's name on the card at AEW? Can anybody explain yeah. this to me? Am I? Am I'm lost, bro. I'm lost. Why is Brian Danielson I can't, on you know, the card? I can't see him coming in. I can't see him coming in. Everything he's talked about is he's retiring to spend time with his family, to get away from all the, the road and all that stuff. He's done. He's made his millions. Blah, 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 blah. I think I think that we're seeing some spam shit. I don't think he's actually showing up. Could you imagine though? You go from WrestleMania. I can't imagine. That's why we have a podcast so we can imagine. He was in the he was in the main event of match at WrestleMania to turn around, leave WWE, and then go to AEW's version of WrestleMania with Double or Nothing. Literally goes from WrestleMania to Double or Nothing, two of the biggest pay per views in wrestling, and he goes he does them back to back. Could you imagine Daniel Bryan? Showing up to wrestle as Brian Danielson, which I, I, I really have a hard time with that, folks. Because, first of all, he was called the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan, and uh, what was he, Hall of Fame wrestling? I thought so. So, why would he go by Dan, uh, Brian Danielson? Did WWE buy out the name? I, I don't understand. Do they own the rights? I don't know. Seems a little bit fetched. But the fact of the matter is, well, I think that the lines are getting blurred more and more. And we're, we, we've talked about a little bit on the show when we talked about Ring of Honor, uh, like Jer- Jericho, like like, uh, yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like uh, Chris Jericho being on on the Broken Skulls, you know, they're, they're starting to blur the lines a little bit. So I think this is an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, because just when you and I think that we've got this figured out and we've got the booking figured out and what do. they're going to do next. 
they're starting to they're starting to change that, and that's exciting for me. That's what I want to happen. The minute I've got this figured out, I get bored with it, and I'm going to go on a hiatus. I ain't going to watch. But right now, they've got my intrigue. I'm going to back you up for a second. One of the things you mentioned, and we wanted to talk about tonight, Double or Nothing being WrestleMania for AEW. There's, they all do this. Since the insertion of WrestleMania, all pay-per-views have been compared to WrestleMania. Sure. What is your WrestleMania? Even to the point now where I think it's fair to say, I think people outside of wrestling fans wouldn't agree with me, but you know, they're delusional if they're not looking at the numbers. The Super Bowl is the is WrestleMania. WrestleMania at in certain years has brought in more viewership than even even uh, the Super Bowl. That's true. So WrestleMania is the pentacle. It is the no pun intended. It is the um, it's the measuring bar, right? What I wonder is, is it too early for AEW? Do we just want to know what their flagship is so bad that we're starting to compare it? Because WrestleMania was billed to be the biggest thing. Like Wrestle Kingdom in Japan. If we were in Japan, Wrestle Kingdom, it's the biggest thing. It's billed to be that. Or is it just because we've had so many, we've had more surprise moments, we've had better matches, um, people seem to be on point a little bit more with Double or Nothing and is it just because of that, that, that we as fans are turning this into the, their version of WrestleMania? Cause you don't, you don't hear any of that talk from AEW well, that's, or Tony Khan. Yes and no. So the American dream, Cody Rhodes, if you will, for this week, you um, can only say that for a little bit longer. He, he basically came out and said that the Wrestle Kingdom wasn't, he didn't say WrestleMania. He said Starcade. He did not, his, the words he used was not WrestleMania. He came out and said, Double or Nothing is our Starcade. Which, honestly, Leland, when I hear Starcade, I think WrestleMania because Starcade was the pinnacle before WrestleMania. It was the first come together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Starcade was the first WrestleMania. Then WrestleMania kind of beat out Starcade. And then WrestleMania set the new bar for what type of pay per view would be the biggest of them all. The the, the grandest mm. stage of, you, of them all, if you will, as, as WWE likes to say. So. But Cody wanted to say Starcade, and there has to be a reason for that. My assumption is is that we went an entire year with COVID, with no crowd, and last year when we had Double or Nothing, we didn't really get an idea of what that was going to look like or how big it was going to be. It was basically they were at Daly's place. They had the same setup they always have. They had bigger matches. Um, everything felt bigger, but for the most part, it just felt like another pay-per-view to me. And, well, and, and at that time, they only had the wrestlers around the ring. They had zero crowd. That's what I'm saying. And, and so for me, it was hard to say, okay, this is their pay-per-view. Like, that's that's the one that yeah. AEW can always look back and say, that's what that's their show of shows. But the problem is, is that because of the no crowd, we didn't get that feeling, right? We didn't, we didn't, we didn't think that at the time. Now, if you go back to 2019 and you watch Double or Nothing, that was huge. But this was a new company, so it was hard to really gauge it even then. So you've got two years where you have no way to really gauge what is their big pay-per-view. Well, now you have a sold-out crowd, at still at Dailies, but it's sold out. They're going to have a full crowd there. It's going to be loud. It's going to be noisy. My question to you is, and, and we've had some chatter about this on chat or on, on our text offline or off mic. I keep asking the same question, and, and you know, Josh and... You know, he doesn't really say much. You don't really say much about it. Maybe you're just waiting for the mic. No, I think you did. You did answer this. But I'll let you answer again. Do you feel that if this is their show of shows, that we will see a crowd on the camera? Because if you watched AEW last week, they specifically never panned to the crowd. They stuck right to the ring for whatever reason. And last week was sold out. Every seat 
had an ass in it last week at AEW. Everyone. But you couldn't see it. You couldn't. They never panned to them. Are we going to see the crowd on TV? Are they going to reposition the camera like old AEW ring style where you see the crowd all sitting around, fucking cheering? Is that what we're going to get? Because WWE did it for WrestleMania. Are they going to do it for Double or Nothing? I'll answer both of your questions. One being, folks, you just witnessed what it looks like to get a text from the, the guy uh, and setting up a question. So sometimes it gets a little tough to read through all that. It gets winded. Questions. Fair, fair enough. Uh, no, I, I, I actually, I this year's going to tell it. This year's going to say exactly what that is because of all the things you just stated. We're going to have a crowd. Are they going to pan to it? I think they have to because traditionally you have the hard side, right? You have the hard side of the the ring, and and they want to be able to capture the crowd behind that. If you've went, if and I know a lot of our fans have that. We have some diehard fans. When you go to the shows, you can see the hard side of the camera. They don't have a but they don't have a whole lot of seating behind that because they're trying to they're trying to crunch everybody in one area so that when they pan that that camera, it looks like the stadium is just jam packed to the to the rafters. Right. Yep. Now I, I will say I've went and seen Raw in and this was probably what two thousand eight. Yeah, it was two thousand eight. My because when my wife was pregnant with my our son at the time. So yeah, two thousand eight we went and uh, saw Raw in the Pepsi Center in Denver. And that place was jam-packed. It didn't matter where they put the camera. It was jam-packed right. no matter what. Um, fast, fast, forward, fast forward to 2019, going to AEW in Denver, they absolutely did that. They had the hard side of the camera, very limited seating, and then the rest was all where we were sitting on the other side. So the place looked packed on TV. Long answer. That's what it's like to get an answer text from the people's host. Now, <laughs> Nice. The... the um, that's what they're going to do. They're they're going to pack them in there. They're going to get that that good camera angle. They have to. There's too many smart people in AEW running this business. I want to see too many the smart setup. people behind behind the behind the the mics behind the production. They got to show everybody because right. they're billing it that way. Aren't they billing it as uh, not? Oh, fully, they've, they've full been capacity, billing the hell right? out of this being sold out. Why? Oh, so is, is, full, is it full capacity? Right. So it is full capacity. Full capacity. One hundred percent. Everybody's going. Every, everybody. Will yeah. Then they have to show that because. If they're going to build that, if they're going to put that in their in their um, their poster, oh, you got then, yeah, they, they've got to show everybody. Double or nothing. So 2021. that's that's kind of so that's kind of where we're at with that. They ha- they have to show uh, a presence because, as you know, this is the first strike. Now, if you listen to Triple H, there was never a Wednesday Night War, but anytime you have two competing companies that are fighting for viewership, there's always a war, no matter what Triple H wants to say or not. Um, so this will be the first strike in the summer because AEW has double or nothing. They're billing the, the, the hundred percent crowd, whatever it is, they're billing that they're going to show this. Uh, what's it going to be like? What's it going to look like? Is it going to feel like old wrestling again? Is it going to reinvigorate us throughout the summer? The next step is going to be hell in the cell because WWE just this week put out there that they're going to now have full capacity crowds in Texas and in Florida. They're going to start traveling ironically it's the same places that AEW is going in fact i think hell in the cell will be on a sunday and that previous wednesday you've got AEW both in dallas so that's going to be interesting seeing them travel and chase each other like that yeah so you've got milwaukee i I know you've got your tickets i know you're pumped where are you sitting at well so i'm on camera hard side hard side of the camera okay they did not fill in the stands for the other side you could not buy tickets for the other side where you don't see the crowd on the camera everything was filled in from like half like basically wherever the camera's gonna pan it that's all they were Mm -hmm. filling up the rest of the stadium is empty 
and and to to bet to piggyback off your answer, I went to uh, Raw with my brother Stephen uh, back in two thousand one. He got tickets from his work. I don't know how he did it. He worked at Subway in a little town called Penrose, Colorado. Somehow he got raw tickets. He took me along. We loaded up in his old ass Dodge pickup truck that he had, and somehow we made at it to the Broadmoor. I remember that. Yep. Somehow we made it to the Broadmoor, man. His truck made it, and we got up there, man. I'm telling, we were in the nosebleeds. But you're so right, bro. You could not literally see mm-hmm. a seat. You couldn't. It yeah. was filled. The Broadmoor, and trust me, the Broadmoor is not that huge. But to have, see that many people inside the Broadmoor just blew my mind mm-hmm. at the time. You know, I'm yeah. You're you're talking you're talking what fifteen thousand probably. Yeah, you know, Hogan came 15, out. 000, Hogan was yeah. on the on the card that night. The Rock was on the card. They didn't wrestle. Oh, that's right. They didn't wrestle, but they were back, preparing yeah. for WrestleMania. It was two thousand one, so they were getting ready mm-hmm. for that. So it was a lot of chitter chatter on the mic, not a lot of wrestling. But the fact that their names were on the card, this place was stacked to the brim. Yeah, AEW's yeah. not doing that. We don't we don't see that in AEW. They're not you know they're not piling people in everywhere they can. It's it's basically just half the, well, the arena. I think a lot of that is they're banking on their fan base. When you're when we're talking about these packed um you know uh, these packed WWE events, you just mentioned a great story from the Attitude Era. Uh, my experience with during Ruthless Aggression Era, huge times in the company. Excuse me. But when you go to these events, I'll tell you, and you I know you experienced this, you had a mix of diehard wrestling fans with casual wrestling fans right. and then people that are just going along for the ride because this is this is the biggest show in town right now and why not go to it? Exactly. Because back in these times that we're talking about, you could still walk up to the window and buy a ticket. Nowadays you gotta get everything online. You can't even think about walking to the window. But back then you could. So you had a mix there. AEW, they're banking on their fan base being it's, it's small at this point. I mean, we're talking 1.5 million viewership, which is great for them. That's great. That's a great viewership for Dynamite Weekly. But we're talking 1.5 million. Back then, we were talking, you know, I, I don't know, if between 5 and 8 million people a week watching these shows. So they're planning, they're, they're, they're predicting that these uh, arenas that they can pack with 15,000, let's pack them instead of 15,000 group of people, let's pack it with seven or eight thousand ravenous fans because on camera and that's that's what they've done it's worked for them before covid their crowds looked like they were on fire when you are in the crowd and it it vibrates it vibrates because you have i think there's about seven thousand seven to ten thousand people in in these stands when i went in denver and the, and everybody was just the place vibrated i mean you couldn't you couldn't hear, hear we it, all yeah. lost our voices i could hear it in your recordings you know, and on it, your phone it, it, it was intense. Exactly. So, so it's huge. AEW knows they have that fan base, and they're banking on that fan base to show up and show out every week on their live. When shows. you recorded Jake the Hence Snake coming the reason, out, was huge. That pop oh was my insane. God. I lost. I lost my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Just for Jake the Snake, and he wasn't even there to wrestle. He was just there to kind of promote the Murderhawk. It was intense. But that that was his uh, first TV appearance in like almost twenty years. So it was intense. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was huge, and I can't wait for you and you and uh, your son to experience that as well. You know, I'm really looking forward to AEW, but I don't want to jump too far ahead because that's months from now, man. We got we got this uh, pay per view coming up, and and the biggest thing that I think I want to I want to discuss since we're, we're we're running low on time here is I want to get into the AEW World Championship match. All right, because I think there's there's some 
there's some things here that need to be said because we've we've only got it out in text. So I think it's time to reveal to the. Is it fair to say that this is your? Is this the match you're the most looking forward? to? I'm in love with this match. Other than I am okay with another stadium stampede match with the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. I feel like it's an overdone. Put a button on that because I do want to. I do want to come back around to that. So put a button on that. I'm looking forward to that championship right now. I'm really looking forward to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston because their tag team is just I'm over on these guys and the fact that AEW knows how to work these two as a, as a team, it's not John Moxley saving the day, it's not Eddie Kingston saving the day, it's literally both of them winning the matches at the same time week after week being undefeated. Love that. But back mm-hmm. to the to the championship match, I'm a huge Orange Cassidy fan. Was not in the beginning, but I am now. I watched a lot of his indie stuff and I am over on this guy. However. I think you mentioned this last week in a little bit in our text. You're not really over on Orange Cassidy. Do you feel he belongs if this is AEW's show of shows? We've got AEW's biggest pay-per-view, according to Cody. This is their Starcade. Do you feel that Orange Cassidy belongs in an AEW world title match in this type of pay-per-view? Hmm. That, that's hard for me to answer because if it wasn't him, who would it be? And... We either need to know. We need to know. We need to know what we're getting from Orange Cassidy. I mean, really, Tony Tony Khan needs to know what he's getting out of Orange Cassidy. And Kenny Omega is the most over champion um, outside of. And I swear I won't ever talk about this, and, and the fans wouldn't want this outside of um, Roman Roman Reigns. Yeah. Ken, Kenny Omega is is the most over champion in wrestling right now. He's the belt collector. Who better to put a, put Orange Cassidy against? To see in a big main event, it's either going to make or break him. I I hope it makes him because I don't want to see anybody fail. Right. But I don't feel like it's going to because he failed, in my opinion. The the um, mimosa match, as gimmicky as it was, I think it failed. And if you can't get over in a match with a seasoned veteran like Chris Jericho, arguably the goat. Yeah. If you can't do that, then then why do you think you deserve a title shot? He deserves a title shot because AEW is doing exactly what we want them to do. They're listening to the fans. There are more Orange Cassidy t-shirts and hats and, and all that bullshit he sells. There's more Orange Cassidy swag sold in AEW than damn near anybody, anybody. else. Give the exception give the exception of maybe a John Moxley. And it's Orange Cassidy. I will tell you, getting back to, and I, I just it's in the air tonight, I don't know. When when I went and saw AEW, my son wanted an Orange Cassidy t-shirt, and we did not wait around. We got in line. We got in the merch line. We probably stood in line 15, 20 minutes maybe. Sold out. We couldn't even get one. We couldn't even get one. And it, nothing's changed. So AEW is doing what they're supposed to do. They're listening to the fans. The fans want it. The question really that you're asking is Orange Cassidy, is Orange Cassidy going to live up to the hype? Um, and we're still I forgetting said, and I've said too. It, and I said I'm set it on these airwaves. I I don't think, um, but I don't think that matters. And I'll tell you why. I don't think he's gonna. I think it's gonna be very difficult with his gimmicky style of wrestling. I think it's gonna be tough for him to really get over in that, unless Pac the bastard pulls an aggression out of Orange Casty, which which ultimately pulls his hands out of his pockets and he learns to get mean and wrestle. If that happens, Orange Casty got over in the match, in my opinion. If not, if it's a if it's the same shit, he's trying to do the, the spear through the ropes or, or the headbutt through the ropes, whatever it is, to a Pac that we already know is a killer. If that kind of gimmicky shit happens, it I don't care what Kenny Omega does. I don't I don't care how many snapdragons he does. You've lost me in the match, and I don't care at this point. But if Orange Casty, it's all on him. It's not on Pac. It's not on Kenny. Kenny's the bill collector. 
and, and Pox the Killer. If Orange does not show up and bring a real aggression out, the match is shot. You know, it's interesting, too, jumping forward. So let's go to another card, match on the card. We're going to get to the pinnacle and inner circle, but I want to talk about another one real quick with you because I, I, I like your fire about what you just said about uh, Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy and Pac. You know who I actually have going over in that match? Even though it will probably be Kenny Omega retaining, I actually would like to see Pac win. I'm going to give a bold prediction that Pac will go over and win the belt in that match. Will it happen? Probably not because Kenny's on this fucking high note right now with all these belts. I can't imagine why they would just let Pac have the belt after Kenny is the belt collector. It doesn't make sense, but love to see Pac with the belt. He's the heel that we all deserve. Possibly giving Roman Reigns a little bit of a competition, but nonetheless, we're not talking about Roman Reigns tonight. Well, well let me stop you for a second I because I, I agree. Way. I think, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, real quick. I think Kenny is going to retain. Yeah. But I think the only the only shoulders that are going to be on the mat are orange. I think I think Pac will come out of this strong. Yeah, it, it would probably give him an opportunity for another title shot. But the segue was anyway. I there was another away. improved wrestler of the year that went from being booed to hyped. Who is a heel now? And that is Doctor Britt Baker. There's two wrestlers that I can That's think right. of in the year of 2020 and 2021 that went from the bottom of my list to the very top, and both of them are heels, and both of them are doing a damn good job of it. And that's Roman, never mind, and Dr. Britt Baker. Can't talk about him. Can't talk about No matter how much you goat me into it. But I, I think I think Britt's going to win the belt just because of her heel run, and, it, and her heel run's been very impressive. I do, too. I think she's going to dethrone... Sheeta, which as much as I like Sheeta, I think Britt's going to get the belt this week. I, I think it's her time. I really do. I think AEW always wanted th- to be, and now they finally can. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think she's the uh, the violent female uh, heel that AEW needs. Sheeta bores me. She's a good wrestler, but her character bores me, and I'm tired of seeing her retain. Um, right now is Britt Baker's time. When you add up everything that's happened in the, in the year 2021 for Britt Baker already— She's ready for the title. It's hers. To, it's hers to lose, quite honestly. Right. Um, and if they don't, I'm going to be disappointed. Honestly, if if Baker doesn't come out of that match with the title, I'm going to be not only confused, I'll be disappointed because you you have a golden opportunity here. It doesn't matter that wrestling fans can see it coming. That doesn't make me not want to see it. It just means that I'm excited to see it. Exactly. I'm ready. And that's what kind of match is here. Now you have other you have other matches that um, you can kind of see how they're going to go. Um, like let's take this this TNT championship. We have a newly crowned Miro uh, against Lance Archer. Miro's going to win this title. I feel like I can see that coming because how does he not? How does he how does he not retain for a little longer? Lance Archer, eh, I'm still not sold on him. I don't know if he's a babyface or he's a heel. I don't know who the bad guy, who the good guy is in this match because of these characters they're confused for me. But I do feel like Miro's going to going to retain. Now, Lance Archer's just the fact doing that him, I can man. see that we don't know if he's healer baby face. Now, here here's the difference between that match and the Britt Baker match. I can see Britt Baker winning and I want to see that. I'm excited to see that. Right. I can see Miro winning and that makes me not care about this match because I can predict it. Is that because I'm this this jaded fan that's just been watching too much wrestling for the last 25 years probably? Absolutely. But that's the difference is I'm not invested in these characters. I'm invested in Britt Baker. If she doesn't get that title, I'm disappointed. I would be too. And 
you know, we have another Royal Rumble type match coming up this week. That's going to have a bunch of guys I in. Love it. I love these that's where, I love that they're doing these. Yeah, I think Daniel. That's where Daniel Bryan's name's getting thrown in because there's an unknown wrestler. They all think it's Daniel Bryan. We got our we got our asses handed to us the last time we made bold prediction, thinking John Cena was going to show up at the last pay per view. Mm-hmm. He never did. It ended Brock up being Lesner. Christian Cage. I, I'm done with that whole shit. Like I don't want to even try to mm-hmm. try to guess these guys anymore. If it is Daniel Bryan, great. If it's not, who cares, right? Really, the only mm-hmm. thing I'm kind of excited about that is going to show up that we have not seen, or better yet, we have not heard off the microphone, is the American Dream. Are you happy to hear right. that Cody Rhodes is going to go by that moniker for this pay-per-view, that he will not be called the American Nightmare, but he will be called the American Dream Cody Rhodes? Um, I like it because I like the homage to his dad. Same here. But I don't I don't really understand why he's doing it, which is fine. Um, I'm not... Well, no, I can't. I can't all the way say that. Anthony Anthony Agogo, he's he's a boxer, right? He's a, he's a he's so a the, world title boxer for. Um, okay, England. so this is a this is a crossover for them. Yeah. So that makes sense. That that makes the match the match bigger. They're hyping it because he's People from another country. Cody's the American Nightmare. Yeah. Now he's going to be the American Dream to try to bring back legacy to the company through. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, arg- arguably, back in the eighties, if there was one name outside of Hogan that was worldwide. Beside Hogan and Flair, it was probably it was probably Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. So that makes sense. Yeah, it, baby. It, it gives a shot in the arm. It gives a shot in the arm to the to the to the match. I can see it happening. I'm glad that he put the stipulation that he's he's only going to do it for one match because I like the American Nightmare thing. Uh, Cody is not his dad. No, he's a completely different wrestler. He has the charisma of his dad, but wrestling wise, he's hands down um, technically a way better wrestler than he's his dad. Way better was. than his dad was. Yeah, so I don't. Yep. So I don't think he should. I don't think he should go backwards. I like that he's paying homage, but don't keep it. This is a good move. No, I like it too. He's, he and he said specifically, there's only two people in the world that can go by that moniker. That's he and Dustin. Yeah. Nobody else is ever allowed to use the American Dream name, and I love that. And and it should be stay within mm-hmm. the family. The I, I was almost <laughs> WWE, and he got in trouble, and he's in the news right now. I almost hated the Velveteen Dreams name because it had Dream in it. I didn't feel like he deserved mm-hmm. to have Dream in his name. I was a little iffy about him too uh now but that he's not he wrestling do that anymore, as an homage to matter. dusty didn't he do, do that as an homage to dusty because dusty worked with him with his promo work something like that there was something that dusty yeah, did and, and dusty that. okayed it that he could go by the velveteen dream something like sure, that sure something i agree with you though leave it alone right leave it alone. I, it's like, I didn't it's like i was somebody putting hulk in front of their name now right i wasn't a fan but at the same time when i watched him wrestle and, and please folks do not misunderstand me. He got in trouble for some doing heinous shit. I don't know if it's true or not, but nonetheless, the man could wrestle. I enjoyed watching the Velveteen Dream, but the name, every time I heard it, the Velveteen Dream, I was like, no, 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 no. Just be the Velveteen or some shit. Like, don't be the Velveteen yeah. Dream. That's 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 Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, you know? Like, when you say the Dream, if anybody came to me and said, do you know the wrestler of the Dream? I'm going to say Dusty Rhodes. I'm not going to say the Velveteen. Mm-hmm. Like, the Velveteen went by the Dream, and no. I, I hated that. Anyways, not to, not to beat that to well, death. Well, before we go on to our before we go into our final topic tonight, we talk about this stampede match. I will say thank you for putting all the disclaimers out there about the Velveteen Dream. I think he's a piece of shit, and I never want to see him in a ring again. The Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle, man, this is going to be the match. I'll tell you right now, stampede match. I liked it last year. It was hokey. It was gimmicky. It was stupid. I loved <laughs> yeah. it. Loved every minute of it. It's everything. It's everything pro wrestling supposed to be, except for the fact that they had uh, Matt Hardy doing the delete stuff yeah hated and that. doing all of his gimmicky bullshit in the hot tub when he when he, he transformed. kept switching you could characters tell it was just, dude, right 
It was too yeah. much for me. It's yeah. too much for me. What I also didn't like about that is you had the inner circle, and they were the heel group, but they were a funny heel group. I think they were trying to do the same thing that DX did, is you know we're the bad guys, but you're still going to root for us because we're funny. I think the inner circle did that. Now the inner circle is your babyface faction, which I think is good for them. And not only are they the babyface faction, they're the serious babyface faction. The pinnacle, there's no t- there's no joking around there. Did you see this last promo they had on Wednesday night? The, f- the fucking guys are knocking shit out of the waiters' hands and shit, exactly. throwing money at them. You know, there there's no there's not gonna be any joking in this. No pun intended. This is gonna be another blood and guts. I think everybody's gonna be bleeding and leaving land at the end of this match. And ultimately, I think it's gonna come down to Jericho and MJF one more time. I think I think uh, Jericho's gonna get his receipt for getting tossed off that damn cage. Inner Circle goes over in this match. I don't want to see like last year's stadium stampede. I, the, the only thing that I remember about the stadium stampede, and I'm being honest, is when Adam Hangman Page showed up and he did like he ran like a hundred yards all the way from the other side of the field. He did. That was in awesome. clothesline. I think it was Jericho. Like he did his he did his mm-hmm. his big clothesline, and and I thought that was awesome. Uh, a lariat, my lariat. Friend. I'm sorry. Uh, it's if Josh, AEW, is, he, if he Josh is on here, he would totally give you shit about right. that. Right, right. You're right. But f- to see him, like they're all wrestling, and all of a sudden you see this little tiny figure coming in. Faster and faster and faster, yeah. and the next thing you know, it's Adam Hangman Page, and he just knocks the yeah. shit out of Jericho. I love that. That's all I remember. The rest of it was it was forgettable. I want to see a more rememberable Stampede match. If they're gonna do this bullshit, make it rememberable. Make it something big. Don't don't do the same old like, oh, let's throw each other on top of the fucking goalposts. Let's knock each other into the fucking ring that's there that we'll hit that each we other with use. golf carts. You know, I don't want that again. I want something different this time. If you're doing it, do it, but do it different. Do it better, you know? Because, honestly, from last year's Stadium Stampede, they can only go up. I felt like there was room to improve. And it was because of Matt Hardy, well, too, with this constant, oh, I'm yeah. a different character every five minutes. Look at me. Like, I, I hated that. Mm-hmm. I really did. Well, and it's built that way. Like I said in, in the beginning of this rant, it's built that way. You've got you've got your babyface faction that it means business. They want the receipts. They got their asses handed to them. And blood and guts, and they're ready. They're ready for the receipts. And then you have the heel faction that knows they're good, and they're ready to start collecting belts around their waist. They already have a couple. They're mm-hmm. ready for this. I, I I don't think there's going to be any hokiness in this. MJF, boy, him and Roman Reigns are going going blow for blow right now. And I swear I won't talk about Roman Reigns because that's not what our AEW fans would want to hear. <laughs> but him and MJF are going back and forth for the heel, the heel character of 2021. Um, and little and matches like this are going to be just little steps going towards who's going to be the number one. Uh, I think this all ends WrestleMania season next year, and we figure out who really uh, took 2021 as heel of the year, uh, which I love to talk about at the end of our years every year. But, um, yeah, MJF I think is going to kick some ass, and I think he's going to be bloody, and he's going to make everybody else bloody around him. I agree with you, sir. And I think, I think when it's all said and done, when MJF finally gets his title shot, and it could be very well this same pay-per-view next year, it might take another full year to circle back to this for him to finally get that title. I, I think he will prove to us eventually that he is the top heel in all the business, in all of wrestling, period. Because he's proven to us time and time again that he has that ability and that potential. And I think at some point, you know, even though Roman Reigns is running high, whoever he is, I don't know who Roman Reigns is. He uh, Next show. At some point, you have to believe that MJF, as young as he is and as talented as he is, he's going to be the top heel in the business period through all of wrestling all of it 
Can't wait for Double or Nothing. And you're welcome, folks. I made it through an entire show and didn't once talk about the greatness of the WWE or Roman Reigns being the best heel. I wouldn't do it one time. I wouldn't even brought it up. But what I will bring up is whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you. <laughs> This has been a Dogcast production.